Welcome to Archery Country Podcast. What's going on, all you archery gurus? This is Wade Greninger coming to you at the Rogers Studio as we are living it up during busy season. And it's time to take a little pause for the cause as we got one of the biggest 3D shoots in the state of Minnesota, let alone uh, the, the, it's right up there within the five state area as far as numbers. The Powder Ridge 3D Challenge brought to you by Archery Country is going on Friday and Saturday and Sunday in Kimball, Minnesota at the Powder Ridge Ski Resort. And it gives you the opportunity to format your skills a little bit, to have a bunch of fun. So the shoot is going to consist of not only a competition side of things, where you can visit or shoot in the bow hunter class or the open class. We also have the NASP 3D going on there, which is already taken care of and signed up, and kids can you know come and be part of that. And when I say kids, it's youth. NASP is that. But the event itself... It is one of the biggest 3D shoots we talked about. By the way, I got Adam Kramer here with me. How are you doing, Adam? Good. How about you, Wade? Good. Glad to have you with. Uh, we're, we're probably two of the more competitive side of things. We go to a lot of national shoots and regional shoots around. Um, we're just going to give a little insight. And um, I don't want to scare anybody off. I'm just We're just running through the Powder Ridge setup and what you guys can experience. And I think by the end of this, it's going to be a shorter podcast, but by the end of this, it's going to be more of an invitational, like an invite for everybody. You don't have to be a competitor. You don't have to keep score, but we'll get to that. So the event is going to take place Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Just check your times. This is all on social media. It's also on the website. Everything is laid out there. Pre-registration is closed, so you'll pay cash at the door. But we're going to talk about preparation as far as what you need to bring. We're going to talk about how long it takes. We're going to talk about everything that's going to go into this shoot. From here on out, Adam, you and I are going to talk for about 30 seconds on the competition side of things, and then we're going to throw competition out the door. Because, air quotes, lifestyle shoot is a new phenomenon in archery. It's one of the fastest growing parts. It doesn't matter if we talk about the shoots out west or, or east or what's going on. People want to just have fun. People don't want to have stress. People don't want to have the formalities and the rules and the regulations. They just exactly like what hunting is. Hunting is fun. Hunting is, uh, you can put as much pressure as you want on yourself. You can do it to the max, or you can just go be a weekend bender. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. So let's talk just a little bit about the event. Um, in far as preparation, before you ever get there, you already got it in. You already listened to the first three minutes of the podcast. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday change my golf plans i'm going to be there this is what you're going to need we're blessed it looks like to be some awesome weather what are we going to need what would you say for the average joe who's got his new bow and his new arrows or just revamped or you got his bow restrung before we ever get in the vehicle what do we need so in terms of that packing list the night before i like laying it all out i want to make sure i got my bow release Probably at least eight arrows, if not more. At least. At least. Um, all the same length, everything, being <laughs> dialed in, ready to go. And then I'm getting all the, you know, okay, what am I going to wear? What's the weather looking like? Mm -hmm. Mid-80s? Yep. Yep. Um, shorts want to be comfortable. Going to be yeah. out there. It's probably going to be a little warm. Don't want to be overheated. Mm -hmm. You also don't want to be overbearingly packed with gear. And so... 
and, maybe the water. And when we're saying this, okay, so if you're the dude that has your Sitka stuff and, like, you want to wear it from head to toe because you want to prep and you got your Mystery Ranch pack on and you got 40 pounds in there, like, this is a, a training shoot for you that we're not going to pick on you. It, I mean, that's fine. But, like, you're going to be out there for a while. Mm-hmm. So back to what you're laying out. Clothing, absolutely. There are some key instruments that you probably want to have. One, I don't know if anybody shoots anymore without a rangefinder. If you do, have a blast. <laughs> just, um, I don't know how many of you listening know who Jake is. Uh, he's the owner of Archery Country, but Jake is also a very avid shooter, and he's going to set this course to test you. But it's like, it's a breath of fresh air. You and I have been competing since January 1st of this year. And when you can go to the shoot, like we don't bring our big bows. We don't bring long stabilizers and scopes and lenses. Like we have a tube full of arrows and we're going to put our shit to the test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So a rangefinder, it, it, it's allowed. There's actually no really r- big rules on this. but So you can know how to set your sight or if you're pin gapping, whatever. Um, you shoot with binoculars. Mm-hmm. I do. I think it's a must. And, and for the simple fact of the fun part of it, like just to see where you hit or where you need to hit, <laughs> or maybe there's a limb in the way, or maybe, you know, this, that yeah, binoculars are cool. Uh, go through your regimen again. Um, so yeah, pack in that case, your optics, your mm-hmm. range finder, making sure it's all dialed in, even extra sp- like battery for that range finder, just because of how reliable we are upon that for our shooting. Right. Um, bug spray never right. hurts to have that. Uh, I need some suntan lotion with how much sun there's going to be, but um, water bottle. Yeah. Because this is going to be a long day. Just be yeah. prepared for that. So a lot of a lot of things that you're going to see um, when we talk about these kind of shoots. You're out there for a long time. Uh, backpack is pretty common. Uh, 90% of the shooters are going to have backpacks or a shooter's chair is cool, but it's also a pain in the butt, you know, cause we're on a mountain, like we're going up and down and there's angles and there's setting it down. But if you need a, sh- a shooter stool, we're sold out. So obviously people are using them, but it's okay. It's something to have a couple bottles of water, have some trail mix. I'm a fan of jerky. Um, keeps me kind of going people dried fruit. The cool thing is, as at the shoot, okay. We'll get to that of what's going to be there, but I would prepare over prepare. Yep. Uh, like you're saying, bug spray, and it's actually pretty cool out there if you get a breeze. Uh, you're in the open quite a bit of the time, and then in the timber. But it, you know, whatever you need to be to be comfortable. Back to our equipment. Whatever you're going to use, honey, or whatever you're using, that's cool. Um, there's going to be some pretty cool shots where you may flub an arrow. So, like you say, I, if you have four arrows. Probably not going to be a lot of fun for you on target 40. But if you have eight, you'll have a couple left. If you have four dozen, then you're going to fit right in with everybody. <laughs> so, all right. So we're driving the shoot. We get to the shoot. This is the cool thing. Pre-registration is closed, so you pay cash at the door. You get there. There is a practice range. You can get your stuff out. You make sure your marks are on. Make sure nothing moved. Um, there's not really any bow technician or bow shop there, but Jake's there. Somebody there can help you. Uh, shooters are pretty good at fixing stuff on the spot but you can make sure that you're good at 100 you can make sure you're good at 80 and 70 and sit you know go on through that so you have a little bit of comfort so you get your ticket you're ready to go and then we go out on the course now 
at the chalet or down at the depot, there's also going to be a food truck this year. So if you're not a breakfast guy or gal and you want to just get something before you go out on the, the course or halfway through or whatever, you know, when you get done, obviously they're going to be flooded. But uh, there's going to be water available there and drinks and, you know, refreshments and what have you. So we got out, we're practiced, we're paid for, we're ready to go out on the course. The way that this course is laid out is there's 50 individual targets. Now, this is where we're going to talk about competition just for a little bit. There are some competition shooters that are going to be present. There's probably not going to be any pros there. Uh, maybe a couple open shooters. Most of them are going to be working. But uh, there's going to be a ton of bow hunter competition shooters. The cool thing about the guys and gals that are listening to this that are just going to be in the open format or just the for fun um, lifestyle setup, you're not going to be grouped with the competition archers. So you don't have to worry about rules and regulations and scoring. If you want to, you can do that. You get a scorecard, but most of them end up in the pouch and they leave there. So the competition side of things, there's going to be competition stakes. Um, the challenge stake is what they're called. So the couple of open shooters and the bow hunter guys that are shooting for money, they'll be at a challenge stake. They're going to have the hardest shots in the entire course. All 50 shots are going to be from the furthest stake. That's it for competition. Those, most of those shooters know what they're doing. They've been to a couple other shoots, if not all of them, and we're not going to worry about them. The guys and gals that don't go to shoots every year or go to one or two or maybe have went to a tack event or bow fest and now they got the buck and they got the fire and they're lit. Uh, you can get a scorecard. You can keep score. Scoring rings, we might as well go through that if you're going to. These are all IBO. There's going to be a couple. We apologize about that. We're in... Um, our shop here at Rogers and we're live we're during business hours just because we're so unbelievably busy that we're staffed this deep so you're going to hear some people talking you're going to hear some phone ringings but we're all good we're having fun talk a little bit about scoring rings 97 percent of these are IBO so generally you're going to have a couple different ones but take us through that just a little bit from the scoring ring aspect sure so each target as you go inward, it's kind of a smaller and smaller ring. Start with the smallest one. It's going to be what we consider the 12 ring. Uh, typically, it's going to just depend on the size of the animal. If you got like a raccoon, it's probably going to be the size of a water bottle cap. Yep. Uh, as you get out to an elk, probably like a skull can yeah. type size. Yep. Uh, and then proportionally on each one of those targets, there's going to be a 10 ring and then an 8 ring. Your 10 ring is probably going to be like your lungs. Your yep. 8 ring is going to be probably your main vitals, and also probably like the guts. Right, a little then, bit of the liver and, and the vital area. Right, and then basically from shoulder to hip. Yep. And then the entire animal, basically all foam, is going to be five. So if you can get that arrow to stick in the animal, you're at least yep. going to get five points. Yep, anywhere. Yep. Antler, ear, nose, tail. Oh, skip off a stump. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It does. Okay, so you can keep score. Uh, the dynamics of it when you get to, let's say, stake number one. Now, there's going to be, I believe, four sets of stakes. There's a challenge stake. There's a bow hunter stake. And then a youth or women's. Yeah. I believe there's yep. four. So you can shoot whatever you want. You, If you walk up and you're like, me and my buddies, we're out here. I'm, we're going to shoot the challenge stake. You know, <laughs> go to her, man. If you start losing arrows and you want to step up to the youth stakes, <laughs> then you go to her. But there are stakes Im implemented on each target. So you pick whatever stake. Let's just say... We're going to shoot the bow hunter, which I believe is yellow-orange. It'll all be laid out for you. 
So there's usually four, five guys in a group or archers. I got to be careful saying that these days. Mm. Step up to a stake. You decide who's going to go first. Some stakes are going to allow two or three to even four at a time. Um, we encourage you, if you can shoot more than one guy at a time, one archer at a time, then do it just to speed up the process. But you're going to walk up. You're going to visually see what the target is. You're going to range it, get your range, set your sight or pin gap. You got it in your mind. Maybe grab your binoculars and see where everybody's hitting or where you, you, you kind of want to hit. And the cool thing about this is if you're just out there to be a hunter, and you want to make kill shots, forget about the rings. Don't even, don't even worry about a scorecard. Just say, I'm going to shoot 50 targets, and I want to kill at least 45 of them. Mm -hmm. you, know? you can set goals. You don't even have to. You can just do whatever you want. Figure out what you're doing. Set up at the stake. Controlled shot, shoot. Wait till everybody's done, and then you're going to retrieve your arrows. Now, it's not defined as a trail shoot. Sometimes you're going to walk down, get your arrows, and go back to the road or sometimes you're going to bring your bow with you everything's laid out very very nicely and easily so then you just continue that on um from one to 50 they're going to stage some like the the competition shooters might be staged on a different target not everybody will flood the gates at one but uh as far as the shoot this gets brought up quite a bit i have phone calls we get is how long is it going to take us i'm just going to warn you like you're shooting 50 targets okay if we, if we on a good day are five minutes a target on a good day, right? You got to remember there's 500 other shooters out there from time to time, and that's over the weekend. But let's just say there's 100 groups, you know, that are rocking and rolling. It's going to take you a little bit of time. I can't say that it's going to say five. I can't say it's going to be two. I guarantee it's not under two hours. I mean, that's just, that's not going to happen. So this is, a, this is an afternoon or a morning. A lot of people like to shoot in the morning. You're gonna, it's going to take some time to get through the course. But in the sense of that is you're learning so much. Like you and I already know when we take it for granted, but let's talk about some of the angles. Let's talk about some of the cuts. Let's talk about what some people are going to experience that they haven't ever experienced unless they're sitting in their tree stand. And that's, I mean, let's face it, that's one or two shots a year. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about the cuts and, and what they're going to run through. Uh, unless you have an angle compensating rangefinder, uh, it's going to do some of it for you. Right. Yeah, so when you start shooting those angles, and yeah, Campbell, Minnesota, flat. But we're right. at Powder Ridge. We got angles. <laughs> yeah. Cross Hill, that's a whole other ballgame, too, and we can talk about that. But uphill, downhill, you're going to shave off yards. Mm -hmm. Don't get into the whole thing. Well, I'm shooting uphill. I'm going to add yards. Right. You're going to go sailing over some targets and putting some arrows in orbit. But uh, – you can either have a range finder that's going to compensate for you. Yep. And there's multiple models that'll do that. Or you get a cut chart. But either way, once you get over 10, 5, 10 degrees, you're going to probably have to take off a yard, two yards, and then mm -hmm. just more and more as it gets steeper. And mm -hmm. everybody's bow shoots a little differently. And right. so it's not a general flat rule saying everybody takes off the same. Right. And so if you have your range finder, test it. Stand up on top of your house, put a target at 30 yards line of sight, you know, from the base of your house to there, mm -hmm. um, and then just see where you hit. Right. If your HOA approves of that, but, mm -hmm. um, just get to know your bow ballistics before you go to the shoot. It'll make it more enjoyable. And then going across the hill, you're going to have an angle and your, your bow is going to want to tilt downhill. So overcompensate, tilt into the hill, put your cam towards the, the apex of the hill, if that makes sense. Cause then that way your left and right will correct. Your arrow is going to want to go downhill right down and we're and <clears throat> this is like the cool part of it is your education 
that you're going to learn out of this. Um, if you're a Western hunter and you're right on the verge, actually they're already hunting down in Southwestern United mm-hmm. States. And we have some guys and gals in already that are doing that. But if you get, if you're doing it yourself or if you're on a backcountry hunt and there's going to be some shots like these and that, that Jake knows that. And that's why he sets it up. Now the average whitetail hunter, turkey hunter here in the Midwest that maybe sit in a tree stand at 18 feet, like, okay, you're, you're probably not going to do it, but it's cool to see how your bow performs. And if you miss, who cares? We'll pick up the arrows and have them in a lost and found bin. Probably never to be seen again, but yeah, well, we will take care of it. Um, it's a learning, and this is the coolest thing, and I think that's why this is such a huge hit all over the United States, is guys have no problem spending $200 on a dozen arrows knowing that they're going to leave a few out on the course mm-hmm. because they're learning, you know, they're learning. Okay. I have a, I have an elk standing down there at 101 yards and I'm up here at the chairlift and my rangefinder tells me to shoot it for 98. But then all of a sudden then we get a 10 mile an hour gust and I'm aiming there in the kill zone, right in the pocket. And I hit him in the butt, you know, cool. You just mm-hmm. learned, like you just realized what's going on. Yeah, rather do it on foam than an animal. Exactly. Anytime. Yep. And it's it's a very cheap way to practice extreme challenge, and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. The setup we talked about the stakes and the scoring rings. Uh, you nailed that. the The awesome thing of this is you're going to see some guys out there that have YouTube channels and you have and taking pictures. There, we do have a competition, a photo contest with Archery Country. So all you need to do is you need to post, take photos of you shooting. Um, some of the coolest shots in the world are when guys are at full draw with the animal in the background um, or underneath looking up at somebody at full draw or take pictures of the target when you're standing there and you just nailed the elk at 100 yards. Or, and I'm not saying the elk's going to be 100, but there might be a lion or a caribou or something. Or even if it's a raccoon at five, yeah, you know, hey, I T-boned him. Yep. We're good. Take a po- or take a photo, and then you need to hashtag AC3D. So that's the letter A, letter C, number three, letter D. Hashtag AC, and it has to be public. And then we're gonna have, we have an awesome prize package that Desiree and Christina and Jake and and Jen have put together that we're gonna award next week to the best photo uh, or a couple of photos. Nice. But you need to hashtag AC3D and then make it public. Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, whatever it may be, we'll find it, but it has to be in that format. And long story short, we want everybody to come. It'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Check the times online. Pre-registration's closed. Cash at the door. And get your marks, practice, and then just go out on the course. And a lot of times we see this every year. Somebody will bust in there and shoot it Friday morning, and it might be two or three of them, and then they come back Sunday, and there's six, eight of them, and they're shooting two groups. It's awesome, awesome time. Uh, if you need any help before you go out, if you're worried about your level on your SCO or your site, um, first, third, first, second, third access is pretty dang important if you watch your level. If you just need, hey, uh, maybe I need some more knocks or maybe I need a couple more arrows. Uh, right now, we're fully stocked. Uh, we can take care of you. A month from now, if you do lose some arrows, come back and see us as soon as you can. There's not a whole lot other than than that that you need i think uh, it's going to be a huge turnout we have awesome weather like we're saying and it's the right time of the year 
mm-hmm. for your elk hunters, your antelope hunters, muley hunters. Uh, whitetail here in the state isn't until mid-September, but a lot of guys are going to North and South Dakota. Um, it's just a really, really good prep time. Even if you go there with the idea of, I don't really care about preparation. I just want to have fun. This is like golfing with my dudes, but with a bow in my hand, do it. Hang out. Come out. There's food. Um, there's going to be water up on the top. on the. So I think it's target 21 or 27 on the very top that there's a cooler. But that's just like, hey, give us a dollar. Or throw a dollar in a coffee can water. Uh, it'll be cold at 8 a.m., but it might not be at 6 p.m. <laughs> so bring lots of stuff. It, there's a food truck down there. After you're done, you can sit around and visit. It's just uh, it's an open invitation to all. To You do not have to be a competition pencil-pushing guru to compete at this. Um, you don't even have to compete. You just shoot. And the stakes, like we say, just just have fun. There, obviously, if you come to the shoot with broadheads, you're gonna get whipped. Like it's, don't do that. As much as you and I push, like guys, shoot your broadheads. Don't right. come to the shoot with broadheads. Field points only. Um, practice range, everything's good. I think we kind of like covered all of it. I, you yeah. can call the shop if you have any questions. Um, Adam and I are down here in Rogers. Adam sometimes up in Wait Park. The guys at Wait Park know what's going on. Brainerd, they're pretty. Um, up and up on that. A lot of the guys from Brainerd helped set the course. Jake does a lot of it. Uh, the girls will be out there taking videos and for social media. So you may, um, they'll ask you if it's okay, you know, if you can be on social media and they're going to take pictures. A ton of kids every year, more and more kids and women. Um, we're setting up more bows for kids and women and they show, they show up and shoot. You're not going to have to shoot a hundred. Okay, mm-hmm. ladies. Uh, m- most of you can't. Just because of the way that your sight works, unless you're aiming, like you say, at the top of a pine tree, that's okay. You don't have to. Kids, you're going to have a use stake. So it's it's all laid out. It fits everybody. doesn't matter if you're 5 or 95. We've got something for everybody. And, again, we re- encourage you, if you have any questions, hook us up, send us a message. Social media, we'll get right back to you. Or call a shop. I would probably call a shop last. <laughs> you know try to get a hold of somebody on on our social media page and we'll get with it which we're super super swamp the unfortunate part is most of us the guys that you're working with every day in and out of the shop aren't going to be there just because this is the heart and soul of time we're setting up bows and restrings and arrows and it's just we're flooded so but that's okay because we don't need to be there we don't you know that we'd rather you guys go out and shoot and have a blast and then just let us know you know what it is that you like what you didn't like um what you want to see you're going to see a ton of targets we didn't really even talk about the animals but you're going to see a pretty much there's some exotics and then there's some north american big game and then there's a bunch of whitetails and frogs and rabbits and a bunch of cool stuff mm-hmm. so adam i appreciate it. this is the shortest podcast we've ever done but again it's just a little pre-release invitation deal to come on out to the powder ridge 3d challenge out at kimball friday saturday and sunday hope you guys have a blast be safe out there shoot a bunch shoot straight shoot often however it is we will uh, talk to you next week we've got a bunch of cool podcasts coming up with some of our big big swingers i guess in the industry so it's uh, we're looking to it on behalf of everybody here at archery country podcast we'll see you on down the road
Thank you for listening to Archery Country Podcast.